it's a i give it points for fun okay <laughs> um i know also you know pitbull africa you know <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 81. This episode 2 is see we talk about boxes of birds. Apple is so last year. And why does Anton keep seeing shits fired? I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. And I just spit into my mic. <laughs> <laughs> All you right, need to so, get one of those, uh, you know, spit uh, shield. Yeah, uh, the pop filters. <laughs> <laughs> the pop filters. Um, okay, so I was going to start with a holiday recap, but you got me curious. What the hell do you mean by shits fired? Yeah, so <laughs> interesting that you brought that up. You brought it up. Yeah, I brought it up. <laughs> before so, recording, huh, be, be, a little behind the scenes, before recording, I thought I was saying, shit's fire, shit's fire, shit's fire. Like, what? <laughs> okay, so uh, I think it was one of the holidays, after the holidays. Okay. And it was in the middle of the night, probably like around nine, nine or eight o'clock. I went to a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant called Red Lantern here in Sanford. And it was inside of a Walmart plaza. So after finishing dinner, we paid and everything. And right as we left the door, there's a bunch of cops outside telling us to go back in. Oh, this story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's crazy because... We're like, what's going on? So they didn't really tell us what was going on. We just had to stay in the restaurant the whole time. So we were there for like a good hour and a half. And there was another family that was there with us. And they got pretty pissed off. I mean, he got, got, it got to a point where he was calling the Sanford police, Uh Lake Mary police, and also I think it was Winter Springs police. Because they were all there. I think mm-hmm. this was after Christmas mm-hmm. or on Christmas, uh, Christmas Day, actually. Uh, this was the day after Christmas. This is Christmas Day, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It was Christmas Day. And we bought tickets to go see Spider-Man again. I wanted to go see it again. And uh, yeah, dude, we got stuck there for a good hour and a half, not knowing <laughs> what was going on. So I went on Twitter just to see if there's anything or I went on the news on, on the app just to see if there's something on TV. Yeah, the but police then, blotter at least, right? Yeah, at least someone's talking about it. I, I just want to know what's going on. So right. then I went on Twitter and if you can look at your text right now, I, I texted you this picture. Oh, Let me see if one. I can pull it up to, uh, All right. to the app. Hashtag here. breaking. We are responding to a possible shits fired call. <laughs> In the parking lot of Walmart in Reinhardt, Reinhardt Road. Oh, Reinhardt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is still an, act, uh, still an active scene. Media staging will be at the Burger King off of Town Center. It's hashtag Sanford. So yeah. shit fi- shit's fired. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, shit's fired. And then read the caption at, at, at the very bottom. They, they, they try to uh, correct themselves. Oh, Sanford, please. Uh, please excuse the typo. It was a shots fired dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Got a little, it's funny I, I, the the correction almost got as many hearts as the actual post <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's terrible especially with twitter because i think once anybody makes any um uh, interaction or impression on your post you can't change it anymore yeah you can't it, it's interesting that you can do that on facebook but you can't do that on 
Twitter. But I, I guess in a way, Twitter is kind of permanent. Yeah, and I think that's why. Mm-hmm. The Twitter doesn't want people to be able to like post something and then everybody shares it and then somebody goes in there, edits it, and like, oh, everybody liked this uh you know, racist post. Yeah. And stuff like, like oh, but it was a racist. You can when delete I liked it. it. You could delete the whole thing, but they right. can't delete the whole thing because they need to have it on record, I guess. Exactly. There you go. Uh yeah. but that's funny though. Uh but everything's all right with the part you and your party when you guys guys were out to dinner. Yeah. So we ha- we wanted to leave and it took us an hour and a half to get out of there and once we got out of there we were like we're not going back and then one of my cousins forgot their wallet there <laughs> just, okay, but just let it go it's fine just let it go it's fine don't worry about yeah. it <laughs> so we went back for it but they didn't let us go back in so then some police officer had to go in with a vest with a camera just to retrieve the the wallet Oh, this is right after the scene. Like, it wasn't in, like, the next day or something like that? No, it's right after the scene, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what happened. Oh, that sucks, dude. Um, so, meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll go right into the, the holiday talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Christmas Eve, I just hung out with my family. Uh, we did the Mexican thing, opening the presents at midnight, quote-unquote midnight. Um, other than really eventful, we had dinner there. Uh, Christmas Day, um, me and my girlfriend went out to watch uh, Into the Spider Verse. Your girlfriend? Yes, that's <laughs> that is one of the social media uh, official things now. Um, yeah. we kept it on the down low until after the holidays. Yeah, this is the first time on the TOC that you're mentioning about this. I have been very careful about my wording. Um, okay. I usually say I went to go see it with someone or I just said I went to go see something or do something. I didn't say with who I was. Okay. Um, it is funny that just size's first first impression was it was my friend Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, so you're Juliet? I'm like, no, we're just friends. Like, how many times did I have to tell you guys? We are ju- literally just friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did that. But we'll, we'll talk about Spider-Verse. I know, I know we talked about it before um before well, before the holidays on episode 79 and i think you and Josiah talked about it again in episode 80 yeah uh, and this time we're actually getting your impression of it yeah so i'm gonna put that in the revisits in the movies okay uh let's see here new year's day not really just uh made made lasagna with with the girlfriend again and then that was it like it was, it was which actually worked out well because uh apparently right after midnight on the 22 mm-hmm. there was a multi-car crash that resulted like in in two deaths right Ooh, after midnight. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so like that, I'm like, okay, well, glad I wasn't driving. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, usually during those times, I I rather go home early or just sleep over at somebody's. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, even the next morning, because I remember, um, I used to have to work on the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. and. Just going to work the next morning, it was freaking dangerous because, like, I'd be going at seven. I mean, it's over there at six thirty or seven, and you could still see people swerving. Like, there, there are still drunk people out there, like that early in the morning. Yeah, they're totally hungover. <laughs> no, not so even it's hungover. really hard for them that. No, not even hungover. Some are legit drunk. Like they were still out partying until like four in the morning. So, like at six in the morning, they're still drunk. Well, it kind of makes sense. I was still drinking when it was like four o'clock in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's like I tend to just lay low. Like either I don't go out those days or I just stay in. Mm-hmm. And just not drive, try to avoid it. It seems like um, you were off for quite a couple of days. 
Yeah, I took the whole all of Christmas week off, and then <laughs> stupid me forgot to request for the thirty first off. I don't know why. So I went back to work for one day, and then I went off again on the first, and then I'm back to work yesterday. Was there anyone even there on the thirty first? No, no, and I just work. Look, good thing I just work from home, and I just mm-hmm. uh, I am in my coworker Elizabeth. I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna be very attentive right now. Like, nobody's here, so we're just on standby. Pretty much like we're just on standby in case like pretty much the place goes on fire and we need to take action. But other than that, <laughs> what, like, what are the chances of that? Right. No, but even then, I don't know what <laughs> we could have done. Um, no, because I work in I work with like projects or like big things, so like it. I can't get anything done without any managers there to approve um, what we call corrective actions. So, like, I can't do anything. I, all I can do is, cool, that shit happened. We'll deal with it, we'll deal with it on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. That's usually the case. I mean, even at my workplace, there's a lot of uh, uh, the people that work with me. Once it gets around, like, 4 o'clock and they already got most of the stuff done, they're like, you know, we're going to leave it until next weekend. It's usually on Fridays when they feel yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, t- like yesterday, I was struggling to get back into the work mode because I got so mm-hmm. used to just like taking it easy. Like I was like, okay, I have shit to do now, and I should really start focusing again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Did you take any time off? I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint your schedule because some days you're like, oh, working. Yeah, hey, most of the time. Overwatch? Yeah, <laughs> most of the time I'm working because uh, during the holidays uh, we still have stuff to do. Yeah. But we took a couple days off this year. We we took uh new year's off and we also took christmas off so, asians take time off yeah it's a little weird right a little weird for me yeah <laughs> uh, that's cool i mean it's good and uh i mean uh, for the audio listeners we haven't really gone anywhere but in reality we took a week off because we double double recorded on for episode 79 and 80. yeah and they, they were really good episodes so i, I highly recommend it was listening a- to it it yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, if you have not heard to episode 80, our New Year's special with uh, Josiah's from the Comic Syndicate and Deep Dives and my brother RG from Deep Dives, uh, they joined us. We had a lot of fun going over 2018, 2019 goals and what we're looking forward to. And also kind of screwing with them with the premise of their show a little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they kind of made fun of ours with the real 2OC. I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. That was our little comeback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the the title was uh, The Real Orange County. Yeah, The Real OC. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that episode, and if people haven't checked it out, it's under it's their Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes podcast, but he's still uh, posting it under the Comic, Comic Syndicate, Syndicate stream or RSS mm-hmm. feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, they talked about kind of Orange County uh, stereotypes, which mm-hmm. are true, which aren't, and, you know, like I, earlier today, I said on the 22. Like, why do Orange County is one of the few places to say the in front of the freeway? freeway number instead of mm-hmm. you know i-405 we say the 405 yeah stuff like that so i mean if you guys haven't checked out deep dive rabbit holes of common syndicate subscribe to that check that out cool all right yeah. anton um any other exciting holiday stuff um i i did christmas with the family over here on new year's because uh they had some things that they needed to take care of outside of the country so when they came back it was already too late to do christmas Oh, so we did it on uh, New Year's. So I was able to get uh, an iPad Pro. Yeah. And dude, I think this is probably one of the best technology that I've ever owned. It's a lot to say because it's an uh, an iPad. You you would just think it's an iPad. But no, the iPad Pro is a whole different story. And I can't wait until the iPad 
the stuff that's on it will mm-hmm. go to the iPhones because I, I think that would totally change the way that we would use iPhones. And I don't want to go into much detail on it because yeah. it's very hard to explain. You have to be using it to understand. Yeah, it's kind of hands-on experience. Yeah. Um, I did want to follow up. What happened to your brother-in-law? I know he was stuck in Texas for a couple hours. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of weather um, problems in Texas right now. Or in the past week, he he got stuck in Texas and his flights keep getting canceled every single time he goes on one. Because when you texted me, how long was he already at? I said, I think it's said Dallas. Yeah, he was in Dallas and I, I guess he was scheduled for a flight. That one got canceled before he even went on. Second one, he went on, but it got canceled. And then the third one, which was like the last <laughs> flight of the night, he totally made that one. But even the day before, when he was supposed to fly, they canceled his flight and said, don't even think about flying today at all. So he missed a day. Um, no, I, I, that must suck to have your flight canceled while you're on it. Mm-hmm. You're like, what do you mean? It's can- I'm right here. What do you mean it's canceled? Yeah. <laughs> the plane that is actually here, happened to me once. I don't get Is it like they double booked that, that airplane? No, it's uh, because the of weather, weather problems or okay. traffic, really. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So... How much time did he spend at Dallas, though? I think he spent probably a, a good eight hours. Ah, oh, jeez, I can't imagine doing that because uh, airports are yeah. freaking. Bo- like, there's so much stuff at airports, but they're all expensive and they're all very lame. Like they're yeah. watered down versions of whatever it is. And uh, if you really know the thing about the airlines, is they are willing to give you vouchers mm-hmm. for meals. So just be sure to ask for them. Yeah, they're not going to volunteer it, but uh, unless it's very like bad situation but if you bug them they'll kind of subtly give it to you yeah all right um one more thing before we move on to news okay uh so this is something i've been meaning to ask but i haven't had time um during la comic-con mm-hmm. uh one of the books or one of the booths i walked by was for uh something called popular uh, popular culture psychology uh it's similar to the philosophy books using like oh the philosophy of batman philosophy of the simpsons Except it's looking into the psychology of different pop culture things. And I wanted to see which one you think I should buy before I buy it. Okay. Uh, so they have. I still have the little card that I got from the booth. Um, it's a book series. It, it looks like it's collaborations, but the main one uh, created by or edited by uh, Travis Langley. Mm-hmm. They have the, the psychology of Doctor Who, uh, psychology of Wonder Woman, uh, Star Trek, Supernatural, The Walking Dead. Star Wars, Captain America versus Iron Man, and mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Ooh, that's really hard. I mean, I think you should go with something that you're you think you're familiar with, which is kind of all of them actually. <laughs> how how the, far are you on Game of Thrones? Because I know that's pretty much out of the water. Because uh, you're you're not. I that think far. I was midway through season three. Okay. Yeah. So you you already passed the Red Wedding. Yes. Okay. Was that messed up or what? It, the whole freaking series is messed up. What are you talking about that? <laughs> yeah. But it's good, right? It's getting better. Yeah, yeah. Um, that mm-hmm. first season, the f- first half wasn't bad. The second half of the first season was a bit of a struggle to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, but that episode kind of like, okay, I'm waiting for the second season, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so any suggestions? Because I'm like, because some of these I know better than others, and that makes me want to like, oh, I'll go with that. But I'm like. Well, what Supernatural is, is something that's very intriguing because you, you got caught up on that show for a while now. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of seasons and there's a lot of 
effed upness about it too like as effed up as you can be on network tv yeah and i think they're they're pretty good at keeping that show fresh and new yes but even when they don't they kind of make fun of themselves too they they, like they they admit to their own repetitiveness there's an episode where they've gone through like this seems familiar haven't we got this before (laughs) (laughs) i felt that way with uh smallville oh yeah yeah the same cycle over and over again yeah all right um i think i'm gonna go with captain america and iron man something Hmm. i I think i get i get a two for for that one so i'm gonna go with that one it's ongoing still i mean i like we've read so far on 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 different uh sites yeah still more to captain america well, and I'm kind of curious to see if they focus just on the MCU or if they go into the comic book versions of them. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right, cool. Anton. Uh, let's get into news. All right, news time. All right, so I'll let you kick off the news segment. What is going on with Apple? Okay, so Apple stocks are going down. They have plummeted it quite a bit within the past uh, couple of days. And there's a big reason behind all that. Uh, Tim Cook wrote in, uh, a letter addressing what's going on at Apple right now. Yeah. And uh, they they lost a lot of money. And that's due to the iPhone sales. And there's a big reason behind that too. I'm not going to say it's a, they lost money. They just didn't make as much money. Yeah, they didn't make as much money as they hoped for. Yeah. And the reason why is because of people uh this past year well it ended on the 31st is that you're able to bring your iphone i think iphone 6 and forward Uh uh-huh you can bring your phone in and get a brand new battery for just 30 bucks which i still wouldn't do because the performance is peaked so either they're not well i know that's not true that's not true because the reason why the performances on the old phones are so bad is because it's trying to reserve the battery yes. power to last all day. No, that's the thing. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like it peaked so that they're not supporting it with the new updates anymore. It is what it is now. They're not going to touch it because now it's going to be more about power reserve. Yeah. Um, but which is, which I mean, is the- realistically, I, I wouldn't care so much for iPhone 6, 7, yeah. but maybe 8 and forward, you know? No, but that's the thing. So, I mean, people got all, oh, like kind of like, got you, Apple, when they found out that Apple was downgrading performance with updates when then, like, as after like over a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Apple's like, no, you guys, we need to downgrade performance or else your battery isn't going to last with the upgrades we make to it. Mm-hmm. And people are bitching about it. So now they find, like, fine, we're no longer going to downgrade performance. You get the update, it is what it is. And now people are bitching about battery. <laughs> yeah <'Cause, laughs> yeah so my cousin went a couple of days ago because her phone was broken it's not because she wanted a new battery yeah she just got the iphone xr and it bricked on her i i have no idea why she doesn't even had have an idea why so she went to the apple store on the 31st and they were totally booked that day it was super yeah. packed because everybody that was there they were trying to replace their battery for their phones before the 31st but not just that but i have never gone to an apple store and it was empty so it's not like apple is a company struggling mm-hmm. so i mean if i okay not giving stock advice but if i had the extra money i would totally invest in apple right now yeah because this, I mean, this the is, stocks is still high 
No, yeah, no, it was still super high, but it's, I mean, this is a nice dip enough for Apple, um, mm-hmm. which is, it's just people, uh, investors that aren't really into technology kind of doing a kind of jump scare, mm-hmm. just reacting out of fear. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of re- weak, ridiculous. I don't know how else to yeah. put it. Yeah, All so right. I think what Apple's going to do is probably go back to the drawing board and figure out what people are missing and what people would want in the next iPhone. And probably that's their selling factor to get people to buy the new phones instead of keeping the old ones. They need to go back to their original um, releases where they were doing a uh, major release. Next year, minor upgrade. Same mm-hmm. same model, same everything, just minor upgrades. And then second year, major releases again. Because mm-hmm. I think now they're switching it up every year. And like me, I, I hesitated until I saw what they were going to be releasing. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I think that's what they need to do. They need to space out the releases and, you know, plan out what they're going to give with each release. Yeah. So anyways, uh, what is it about this uh, new fad called the Chipotle lifestyle? So I think Chipotle is joining the whole new me, new me bullshit thing. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chipotle has lunch, lunch, launched their lifestyles bowls. And these are bowls specifically tailored for... Um, different ty- diets out there right now. So you don't so, even have to think about what you're putting into your bowl. You just tell them what type of diet you're on. So uh, that's what uh, Subway has been doing for ever. Have they? Yeah, they have, they have a slim menu. No, 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 and no. They, they, so, for a while, they had an Atkins menu. So that's closer. The Atkins was closer. So now they have... So Chipotle is offering the Whole30 salad bowl, the Paleo mm-hmm. salad bowl, the Keto salad bowl, and the double protein bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's it's different specific diets, so you know what you're getting for each one. Um, I think this is ridiculous because it's pretty much the exact same ingredients for each one. Minus, like the only difference literally is the uh, the protein. So the whole thirty, whole thirty, and paleo. It's um it has carnitas. The paleo has barbacoa, and the keto has carnitas. It's just basically the same ingredients every time you go. You just it's minor. Yeah, it's just it's just a name. They put a name on it so that exactly. people know what they're ordering. But exactly. Realistic, so, realistically, if you're already in that diet, you're already ordering those foods. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. If you're already on this diet and you've done your research, you don't need them to make the bowl for you. You know what to you know pick out because mm-hmm. um, it's not like they're making these ingredients specially for that diet. These are already yeah. the ingredients they already have on there. Um, it's kind of like going to Taco Bell and ordering the double taco uh, when it's just two tacos. You can just order two tacos and just put the two tacos convenience. together. It's convenience. It's fine. No, it's, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> um, no, but the, the, I think this is targeting more of the the casual dieter, dieter or the mm-hmm. new dieter for the new year. The fads. The fads. So like when somebody says, like, yeah. I want to lose blah, blah, blah pounds by... Uh, starting January, I'm going to start my diet. And they haven't done research. They haven't prepared. But they see Chipotle's, oh, well, I'm doing the paleo diet. They have a paleo bowl. I'll go to that. They did my research for me. Yeah. I think it's more of like a uh, PR thing. It is. Since it's like the new year. I, this is probably something that's going to be popular. No, I give it until usually the diets fall off in February. Two months. <laughs> yeah. No, February. So I give it until the springtime before they get rid of this, they get rid of this uh, menu. Yeah. You, you already know. I mean... Usually January is the worst time to go to the the gym, and then yeah. in February you see people, you know, just not showing up at the at the gym as they're supposed to. 
Yes, seriously. Um, and I think this is going to be only on the app. So oh, maybe, okay. So it's a way for them to, and that's another thing too. They're not upgrading the menus in the store, so it makes me. It gives me a bigger urge that this is temporary. Yeah, but it, it we works. Know. It works for sales and it works for promoting their app. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the next one is going to be, and this is very LA centric. Um, a couple of weeks, actually, weeks ago, a couple of months ago, um, I talked about an earthquake that happened in in LA, just off the coast. And I posted a video on our social media of uh, blanking out which which university was studying. I think it was Caltech. Um, they were being able they were able to predict well not predict but able to communicate um, and give alert to an incoming earthquake. So it's using electronic signals that are faster than the wave of an earthquake and just gives you an alert. So now that they tested the last two earthquakes and it did work. They're rolling out an app called Shake Alert LA, and this will give LA residents about a 20-second head start on a magnitude 5.0 earthquake or higher. Yeah, that's interesting that they're doing that now. Um, well, well I think it is important for you know Californians to know, you know, uh, those when those events are going to happen. Exactly, and it's like, oh, it's only 20 seconds, but they're they're promoting a seconds matter. That could be the difference between you walking into a dangerous area for an earthquake and you kind of waiting it out and not going in there or, or getting out before you before it's too late. Um, and even though it's only for LA right now, they do want to expand it to the rest of um, California soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason it's for LA right now is because it was funded with um, uh, with the backing of the LA mayor. Yeah, that's interesting that you bring this up because uh, here in Central Florida, we have this thing called OCFL Alert. And it'll mm-hmm. let us know when the um, tornadoes are coming in or when the hurricanes are coming in or yeah. anything that, you know, uh, is catastrophic in the area. Well, I mean, tsunamis would work for you guys, too, or hur- yeah, right, hurricanes. Anything that, like, mm-hmm. um, anything that's slower than an electronic signal, you guys can get an alert for. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys might be able to get, a- get away from, you know, an impacted area, but you can prepare yourself um, by getting to higher ground or getting to a safer location. Yeah, true. Yep. All right, Nathan, that's it for news. Uh, you right. ready? Ready to start a new segment, streaming? Yeah, it needs its own category. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, try, we're trying to figure this out, and we're like, let's make streaming. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, first out of the gate here, we have the bird box. The bird box. Yeah, did you check it out yet? Yes, I did. Did you? Yes, I did. So just as a quick recap, uh, The Bird Box is a Netflix original movie uh, starring mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock. Um, it's about uh, a woman that's stuck in a middle of a natural disaster, biological warfare, something spiritual, demonic. Something is causing people to do suicidal or homicidal things and nobody knows what's going on. And you're kind of following her through this world trying to survive and trying to figure out the puzzle okay so let me give you my (laughs) thoughts on it i thought it was pretty well uh, organized uh for the story Mm. uh i i really like how it was going back and forth through time to tell the story yeah uh i like that uh there was a pretty good cast Mm -hmm. i mean watching this on netflix if feels a little cheaped out i mean i felt like um 
It feels like a sci-fi original movie. Yeah, it does. What, what do you think? That's how I felt when I was watching it. Um, I couldn't get past. I felt that they were really trying to um, use Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock's name to promote this movie. Mm-hmm. And I John think, uh, Malkovich. And John Malkovich, you're right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? I didn't recognize it at first. That, that is him. Um, mm-hmm. He plays a good asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He plays uh, a good w- whatever you tell him to play. So yeah, that's true. But I'm saying no in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't get past it. Um, I one thing I did call out. I'm like Sandra Bullock plays a pregnant woman, but I'm like she's in her fifties. Like I I don't see her as a good candidate to be playing a pregnant woman. And that, that probably sounds sexist and not really a biologist, but that just sounds too seems too old to me. Um, so surprising a lot of. A lot of actors and actresses still look a little younger. Not like, her. Uh, probably 10 years younger. Not her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, she, she's still hot for her age, but she does not look that young, that much younger mm-hmm. than her real age. Um, but, okay, I mean, going into the story, though, I thought it was very intriguing because um, it does. They had a character, I think his name was Charlie. Um, he was kind of the, what do they call it? Exposition or the background yeah. for the, for mm-hmm. this, like what could be happening. Damn it, um, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he gave a lot of different references and I was actually impressed by how, how deep they dug. Um, however, they made fun of the internet geek because like he, he ranted off what the, what this could be. Um, he went through like, you know, mythology and saying like, Oh, this culture called it this, this culture called it that. And then they said, oh, where did you learn this? On the internet? Oh, kind of like Scott. And I'm like, okay. Who believes the internet? <laughs> I'm like, hold on, hold on. This is, this is a streaming movie. The majority of Netflix users are, I would say, at least internet savvy. Mm-hmm. And you're going to make fun of internet like internet savvy people? <laughs> so, yeah. that, so that one kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But, I mean, it was a very, put it this way. This movie had a lot of... Uh, cinematic symbolism all over the place it it, it was in yeah it it was everywhere throughout the whole entire movie i think that that kind of gives you an in-depth of what the writer was trying to go for right um and i think i think if this movie was in the movie theaters yeah i I don't think it would appeal to a whole big bigger audience this would never have been in movie theaters in this version there yeah. would be the production companies would have done so many edits and rewrites um to this and we'll get into the we'll get into the ending without spoilers but this was not this would not have been cinematic ready movie okay so how do you feel about this because i know that you know usually when certain movies go into the movie theater not everybody goes to go see it yeah and i think in this case because it's a netflix movie yeah because word of mouth People are just going to go see it at home. It's very convenient. Because it's free. Yeah, it, it's on Netflix. They pay for a service that, you know, comes with a bunch of other movies to watch, too. Yeah. But, you know, since this is, you know, word of mouth, a lot more people would see it. They would get more eyes on it. Yeah. No, th- this is one of those. I I would not have seen it if it wasn't for all the memes online. The The yeah. memes online kind of pushed me to watch it because I'm like, damn it, I want to know what that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um. But this is one I could have easily waited for. Uh, I, it's a rental. <laughs> if it wasn't streaming, it would be totally a rental or wait yeah. for streaming. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to bypass that. What did you think about the ending without spoilers? Okay, I thought the ending 
it, it was a good ending compared to some of the other similar movies that we've already watched, like A Quiet Place. The Happening. The Happening. Uh, the Mist. Yeah. Which is a good reference to this movie. It, it felt like The Mist. Yeah. Um, yeah. My girlfriend mentioned that this is a very M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> very. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, this is... I feel... I, okay, I have nothing against movies leaving the ending ambiguous or leaving it mm-hmm. up to the audience. Mm-hmm. However, I wish they gave you more clues in the movie to make it rewatchable so you can try to piece it together better. Mm-hmm. I feel even if you, you can watch this a million times and you're never going to get more information out of it. I think because it was such a small budget movie. Yeah. And, you know, Netflix. Yeah. I think they were, they weren't able to do all that. <laughs> but the thing is that that's more of a re- like an edit or a writing thing, though, to mm-hmm. include just a little more detail about what's going on. Um, also, so what you're trying to say, uh, Charlie should have been kept in the movie for a while longer not even that but even if it was like some subtle thing um i know they tried to throw in some drawings mm-hmm. however those are drawings from a crazy person and there are so many variations that you don't really see consistency mm. um so you wanted you i wanted want, something more I, than uh cloverfield yes i want clues throughout the movie that we can definitively say Okay, all these clues put together equals this for the ending. Mm-hmm. We don't get the clues. We get the symbol, the symbolism of the movie, but we don't get the actual resolution of it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, one thing that bugged me: she, how many bullets does she have in her gun? It's unlimited bullets. It seems like it. I'm sorry if you're wasting bullets that willy nilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's ridiculous, dude. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you're not even shooting towards where the people are. <laughs> Yeah, and there was that moment where, you know, they're they're surprised that she knows how to use the gun. Uh, and she oh. never really mentioned on how she remembers. They never gave background on that yeah. either. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but, okay, so one thing I'm going to give to uh, uh, Trevante Rhodes, I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, plays Tom in the movie. That guy, see, that guy knows how to handle the gun. Yeah. He was a freaking badass with that gun. So that, why can't, why can't you think that after all this time, he would have given her some lessons. You don't shoot <laughs> unless you know where they are. And if you have a better idea of where they are, do not shoot the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. I would. I was expecting to see him teaching the kids instead of her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, okay. One other thing too. And this is not really. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment to show you what kind of person she is. But she named the kids boy and girl. Why didn't he name them? <laughs> I think he probably did come up with names, but they didn't show up that scene. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that yeah. would have been a good twist, you know, mm-hmm. if, if they showed like, oh, it turns out he did name them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like this is boy and girl. No, Tom called us blah, blah, blah kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was just like, that's the one thing. But like, okay, I understand she yeah. doesn't want to call him anything, but what about him? Anyways, uh, Anton, what would you give this out of five? I would give it a three and a half out of five. I'd go three. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm and I feel I'm being generous with that three. Yeah, I'm giving that extra half because Sandra Bullock. Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, for effort. I mean, they they, they tried <laughs> half for effort. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'll give you that one. All right, Anton. What is Bandersnatch? Okay, Bandersnatch is a very very interesting 
I don't even know if it's if it's a uh, considered as a movie or a episode of a show. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna explain a little bit of it, and you tell me what you think about it. Okay. Okay. All right. So you know the show Black Mirror, correct? Yes. So they came out with this movie slash episode called okay. Bandersnatch, and this one is about. A guy who always wanted to become a game developer. So his idea was to adapt a game from a dark fantasy adventure book called Bandersnatch. Okay. So he pitched the idea to a AAA game company called, I forgot what it's called, but it was like, this This takes place like in the 80s. So you're getting like those uh, Nintendo slash Commodore uh, Atari style of games. Right. So anyways, uh, he goes down the rabbit hole of ridiculous plots and there's a bunch of different endings. And this movie is an adventure movie where it lets you choose what's going to happen next in the movie. Mm -hmm. So total in all, you can get up to three hours of footage throughout the whole entire movie. And because this movie ends in multiple endings, depending on your choices, this movie can end in less than an hour could end at half an hour could end at 45 minutes could end two hours later mm-hmm. so um you remember those books back in the days when you would read a certain page and it'll tell you hey if you wanted to go inside this door go yeah, to this page choose your own adventure yeah this is basically the same exact concept but it um i feel like it's not so open. Like it, it felt like it's not really choose your own adventure because I felt like it was moderated. So you would choose certain things. So and okay, so it's a it's a magician's trick to make you seem yeah. like you're giving giving the options, but really either they're a, controlling it. Yeah, they're controlling it, or B, you get one option and then it loops you back to the path they want you to take. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I really like you know that they made something different where you can interact with the. It, it felt like a t- uh, Telltale Games. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Or the yeah. the the shiny cover Goosebump books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so no. overall, I I I I think this is okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a fun experience. Uh, I, you haven't seen it yet, so I can't really go into the the spoilers because there's. So many different things that is going on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're pretty much getting like 10 different storylines. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, production-wise, that's a freaking nightmare because there's so many scenes and like so many things you need to include to make, like, you have to map it all out before you start filming it. Yeah. I, I read something where they said they were, they filmed like 50 hours of footage, but then they were only able to get like three hours of, of the, whatever this thing's called. Yeah. So I actually went, I, I did go back and I finished all of the endings just to see everything. <laughs> and yeah. that took me three hours. So, okay. Is that the part? Is that when you started going, okay, this is not true. Choose your own adventure or not as yeah. random as they make it seem. Yeah. Cause there are moments in this where it, it takes you back and it says, Hey, do you want to do things differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you would go back to the scene. But I think the cool thing is sometimes they change the scene. Sometimes there's like a little bit, like it's the same Subtle scene, difference. but then they change like the little things. And, and then the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, 
Did they just change that? A- a- am I out of my mind? Like, did this happen before? The, the last time we did it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's interesting. It's worth checking out, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel if there was another one that came out. I don't think I would spend another three hours. Yeah, well, I think maybe maybe I'll go through it twice, but to check out every single version, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Um, no, so that when you were describing the first part, it kind of reminded me of um, oh, what's that? What's that game you were telling me about? I think last year uh, was it Gloomhaven? Oh yeah, Detroit, Detroit, uh, Become Human. No, no, the board game was it Gloomhaven? What, what's the one that, that cost like over a hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah, Gloomhaven. Yeah, that kind of that's the kind of what you told me. Like, that reminded me when you started explaining it. Like, oh, he developed a game. So, so would um, what's it called uh, Bandersnatch? Would would could you substitute Bandersnatch for Gloomhaven in this scenario? Mm, no, okay. <clears throat> because uh, Gloomhaven has different stories. Uh, like the game has like a, a bunch of stories in there that you can play. Okay. So um, this one, it's just no, no. I'm saying in the in the in the show or in the movie, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. The you said that guy played was based based his game off of uh or. Yeah, his game off of this. Yeah, choose your adventure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, what would you rate that? This one a three. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're green. Yeah. The, the only reason why I give it a three is because you saw behind the curtain. Yeah. You shouldn't have done that, Anton. Shouldn't have done that. All right, Anton. Uh, so before we start recording, um, mm-hmm. I checked out this new show that Hulu has been teasing like crazy for the last two months, um, called The Mass Singer. It's based on a Korean show. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different international uh, versions. There is the Korean show, the most prominent one. Um, there are other countries that have a similar show. So this is the first time we're doing it here in the U.S. And we're okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start off with the with the host. So it's hosted by Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the then they have four panelists. Uh, you have Ken Ken Jong mm-hmm. uh, from you know Hangover movies. Uh, Jenny McCarthy. Uh, you also have Nicole Scherzinger from mm-hmm. Pussycat Dolls, and Robin Thicke. Uh, the premise of the show is that they get real celebrities, could be singers, could be athletes, could be other types of uh, famous people or talents, and they build a costume for them and they cover their face, their body, and the only thing you can hear is their voice when they're seen. And the other time, their voice is masked, and they give you a little biopic or bio about them um filled with clues about their life to give you a chance to guess who they are uh this first one it has okay i like the premise i really like the premise however they need to do something about their production their production is so freaking cringeworthy uh first thing they the two they have the two contestants go head to head each round so each round is two of them Every time, it's one that can actually sing and one that uses a vocal track, which I think, yeah. which is mm-hmm. which is so cringy. I'm like, really? Like, so obviously you're gonna vote for this one. You're gonna vote for this one. You're gonna vote for this one. Um, that's one thing that bugged me. Uh, the second thing is the panelists suck at asking questions. There's one where um, they were Nicole. They asked Nicole Scherzinger, "Hey, is this one? Is this one of the Pussycat Dolls? Could it be one of the Pussycat Dolls?" And she asked, are you one of the pussy dolls? Like, how do you not know your own girls? (laughs) (laughs) 
there's too many of them that doesn't sing no that's true though um and i'm gonna keep watching the show but the thing that bugs me the most is they try to make this the the reveal at the end of the episode because they vote off one of the contestants um at the end and they reveal who they are the reveal is so like horror slash uh music video editing camera work so as a person somehow it's really hard to take off their helmet they can't just unload it so they're shaking their helmet they can't do it the camera's shaking there's the suspense music it just like holy crap just freaking do the helmet like just take it off you can do like a subtle reveal <laughs> it, like, it takes like five minutes for it really to take does. It off. it's like watching an episode of dragon ball z and you're seeing like the fist from different angles <laughs> yeah and then you have it continues on the next episode yeah exactly so that's what i was waiting for i really thought they were going to do that um i like the premise but they need to work on their freaking production this is okay ah, all right um yeah I, so because you said that uh the korean version the only reason why it works so well is because they had the Ryan judges Reynolds? no <laughs> oh yeah he was on one of the did you see that i saw the headlines i didn't actually see the yeah. episode yeah he was on that show so <laughs> it's funny that you say that uh yeah so anyway the reason why it works on on the korean show is because the judges are singers so the objective of the whole thing is at the very end they get to sing with one of their uh one of the big idols oh okay okay yeah so, wait. so it makes sense Okay, so wait, do the contestants pick who they sing with or? No, no, no. They, they don't get to pick who they sing with. Uh, whoever is the special guest that day gets to sing with them. Oh, they, that that's who they compete against. Yeah. So, and, and it's very interesting because it's a bunch of different types of people yeah. uh, doing different types of uh, occupations. Yeah. And they would come here, like you said, they would tell their story. And then, you know, some of them can't sing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's objective is is the judges have to choose someone that they know that can sing. Yeah. So it, it's it, it's kind of like a, a, a in between where the show, the episode can go really wrong yeah. or it can go really right. So that's why it keeps people watching because they they want to, you know, see who's going to fail. So um, I'm care. I, I want you to check it on Hulu um, mm-hmm. because the first contestant that they have, he's dressed as a peacock. He's very Vegas themed mm-hmm. and his hinting that he has a background in magic. He used to be in the spotlight. And now he's not, mm-hmm. or he's thinking about going back. To I'm thinking David Copperfield. And uh, like, and that's the thing. I'm like, it has to be a David famous, Copperfield still around, but he's not doing his Vegas, uh, his, uh, his Vegas show anymore. It just ended. No, it didn't. He, he, he ended his residency a couple years ago, didn't he? No, he still has a, uh, no, he, he has a, uh, a warehouse still with his, um, He's still in Vegas. Yeah, no, but, but I'm saying no. He's yeah. not doing. He's not doing his like his weekly or or nightly show in one of the casinos. Uh, one of the casinos. He's doing it. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That that was my guess, but I'm kind of curious who you, who you would think. Uh, great, great voice. He did the song mm-hmm. from The Greatest Showman. Um. Maybe it was Hugh Jackman. <laughs> that that was one of the guesses. But it's, it's stupid because one of the guesses, like, no, Hugh Jackman's like six five. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I'll give the show 2.5 out of 5 until they improve their production. I'm hoping this is kind of like a first episode um, getting the kinks out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, what is Alhambra? Uh, memories of Alhambra. I'll, I'll go over it really vaguely because I know we're running short of time. I know we're but, going uh, long again. 
It's our, yeah. fir- it's our first <laughs> episode back. It's, I know. Yeah. It, it, we started the new, new year strong. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Memory of Alhambra is a Korean sci-fi drama. Okay. Uh, the reason why I want to talk about this is because it's very interesting. It's about a CEO of a video game tech company that develops a futuristic user interface contact lens that can project an alternate reality who enters, who, who encounters a mysterious video game from a developer that goes missing. Hmm. So the video game is so real, it started to kill like a lot of innocent people. Uh, I mean, it was on beta, but it's starting to kill like some of the people okay. that are in it. So he has to investigate and find the missing video game developer by completing the game. So then they can fix a problem before the game launches. Uh, Ready Player One ish, kind of <laughs> like that. It's it's very interesting that you know Koreans are uh, doing video game series like a, a drama uh, series. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but they they do like their video games. Yeah, so I, I find this very amusing. It, it's it's a uh, it comes out every weekend. There's two episodes on Saturday. There's two episodes that come every week, Saturday and Sunday. And where's this on? Uh, Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. All so right, if we're... you have a chance, you can check it out. I mean, the only thing that I didn't really like about the show is it's a low slow. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Nathan. Um, actually, I'll shelve my next topic, which is 2036 Origin Unknown. Uh, we can mm-hmm. talk about the next ab- next episode. We can go mm-hmm. into movies. You want to do that? Okay. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so in movies, uh, closing this, uh, let's go do a quick recap. This is the first box office update for the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing how they performed going to the new year, you see Aquaman still number one, which is kind of surprising for a lot of people. Number one with mm-hmm. 222 million point eight, 222.8 million. Uh, number two, Mary Poppins with uh, 119 million. Number three, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. With 117.7 million. Number four, Bumblebee with 81.6 million. And number five, The Mule, which surprises me, with 70.5 million. Um, I will say I'm a little shocked. I thought Spider Man into the Spider Verse would have beaten Mary Poppins this far in. Yeah, I would think so too. The only problem is Mary Poppins is a bigger title than Spider Man. It's a bigger title. It appeals to older parents and also um, kids' movie, kid-friendly movie. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I, I watched it. I, I enjoyed it quite, 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 quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. <laughs> quite, quite, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I really, I, I again, I said this during episode eighty. I like Emily, Emily Blunt. However, I'm, I was she never. She's so good in it. She is so. I, I think, uh, well, because they're both. The main stars in it. Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda, amazing. Mm. He is so good. Yep. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, well, <laughs> very, very, very fast, though. Um, did you see that interview that John Krasinski did? Um, I forgot where it was on. Where he was doing a... He was talking about it, him writing A Quiet Place. or Yeah, I think it was him writing A Quiet Place or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saying, like, yeah, it was... Uh, I would be writing a quiet place, you know. I did the, I did this. I killed a baby on this scene, or I did this in this scene, or whatever. And then uh, Emily Blunt would come home saying, "Oh, we 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 uh we just filmed the scene where I was flying through the air. It was amazing." And he goes, 
two different worlds. Two different worlds. <laughs> <laughs> both both accomplished something today, though. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and I was just I'm like, oh, okay, I'm like, that's good though. They can they can relate to each other like that in a weird way. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, so the next few things we talked about we talked about previously. Um, you gave your previews before. Uh, well, it's for Aquaman. Um, actually, neither review Aquaman, right? No, didn't we? We did. Okay, I was saying like what vaguely. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, I, I'm calling this revisits. Uh, Aquaman and Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aquaman, I got to see on opening day. Way, way better movie out of DC than the other ones, except for Wonder Woman. Okay, I was, I was gonna say, I was like, mm, okay. no, the only okay, okay. Here's the thing. The only reason I would give it to Wonder Woman over Aquaman is because Aquaman has um, this weird pacing. I can't really put my finger on. You're 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 globe trotting at a really unusual pace, and I know it's a weird world that they're trying to introduce you to, but I feel like I don't get enough time to really enjoy those different scenes or different different places. Um, mm. And also, uh, Pitbull singing uh, covering Africa is really odd song choice, and I think you warned me about. Yeah, right. The the, <laughs> the song choice throughout the whole movie is kind of weird, but it works. It works in a weird weird way. You're you're right about mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a really fun movie. I did hesitate at first at the opening scene when Jason Momoa jumps into the submarine like a badass, like an '80s movie, and just kind of smirks at the camera. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that, that, that like, that's the first time that you see him as Aquaman. So in in the movie, okay, so, so he, he has to make an entrance. So here's one thing that bugged me. And my nerd, mm-hmm. my, my girlfriend called me a nerd about this. Um, this takes place after uh, the Justice League, or yes, um, where's his suit? Oh no, no, I think it takes no, place. Uh... It takes place after because they mention, oh, you saved, you saved Atlantis from so and so. Like, no, I saved the world, or I saved, I saved the, the Earth from so and so. So they do reference, they do reference him saving the world. And uh, what, what was his name? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out on the villain's name. I, I thought this was before because uh, him and Mira never really uh, met before. Uh, let's see here. So I'm pulling up right now. It was Steppenwolf. They talked about him killing Steppen, Steppenwolf or defeating Steppenwolf. So I I really, I that, that's one thing that bugged me. I'm like this whole, and I'm sure the women were not complaining because this is Jason Momoa. And okay, yeah, it, it takes place after. Told you. See, I caught the little subtle, subtle hints. Mm-hmm. So majority, the well, majority, the a third of the movie, he is shirtless and black jeans underwater. But I'm like, mm-hmm. he had a suit. What under the suit? <laughs> uh, even though it wasn't his, his, uh, you know. Oh, like, oh, oh, it makes sense. It's from his uncle. What happened to it? <laughs> it's not in the movie. <laughs> um, that's something that bugged me, and that is a very nerd thing to focus on but it did bug me um mm-hmm. but all in that it was it was a really fun movie the comedy with him and uh bella thorne was hilarious bella thorne yeah amber heard amber heard holy crap <laughs> <laughs> amber heard um why do i keep confusing them i i swear that is not the first time i've done it too bella thorne is a little girl what i still consider her as a little girl even though she's all grown up and all weirded out I, uh, I okay. First of all, I I honestly don't think I'd be able to identify Bella Thorne. You know, I saw a picture of her. It's just uh, it's, I, it's a name. I saw that her I in person. I, I took uh, 
I took Julie's little sister and her cousin to the Step It Up panel at D23. <laughs> no. Um, no, Amber Heard is pretty hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, feel, I, I feel very, very more. I feel very envious that uh, Elon used to hit that. <laughs> at one point. At yeah. one point, yeah. Uh, like damn it! Like he's smart, and he had her. <laughs> um, no, it was it was a good cast. Um, yeah, no, I I, I really don't want to say about this. I don't know if you want to add anything else to it. Nope, it yeah. was a solid movie. So yeah, no, I I honestly I give this a four, and I I, I don't know if that's because I'm still you know somewhat excited about like how how fun it was. May, I'm sure mm-hmm. if I rewatch it, I'll be like in the threes. But right now, it's a four for me. All right. All right, I'm, uh, that, that's still a pretty high score. So yes, I mean, it it's, is. It's a B. It's a. I give a point for fun. Okay. <laughs> um, and you know, also you know, Pitbull, Africa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I thought. And the last thing we want to revisit is going to be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Holy crap! This was an amazing movie. Um, yeah. The artwork at the beginning, I honestly thought I was like, oh my god, this is gonna get annoying because they do kind of an out of focus thing so they really want they really use the art to make the audience focus on the characters so it was two characters in the scene everybody else in the background is blurred out um i thought that was gonna bug me but no it was great um great visuals funny little jokes in there um i like when he got bitten by the spider and you see like all like the science the blood vessels everything (laughs) happening and then you cut, they zoom out of his his body and you see him looking at his hand going, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. There's a lot of moments in, in this movie that they deliver the jokes so well. Um, and let me get back to the part where you said, you know, a lot of the scenes were out of focus. Mm-hmm. There was a, okay, so on Rotten Tomatoes, during the time when the reviews first came out, everything was 100%. And there was this one guy, this one guy that came in and just gave it a zero. And the only reason why he gave it a zero is because he said the first 15 minutes he had to leave because it was so out of focus and Uh. he just didn't want his eyes to get distorted and, you know, so bad he he had to leave. So he wanted to be a hipster. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I watched it the second time for that whole thing that he was talking about. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what, I think the, if you really think about it, if you were to shoot a movie, a regular movie, there's going to be like things that are out of focus and there are going to be things that are in focus. Right. It's a, it's a camera. It's a camera technique. Yeah. And I noticed that most of the scenes that had a lot of the out, out of focus, it was basically having objects in there for it to, uh, focus on the main character but i guess all he was looking at is just a out of focus thing and not paying attention to what you're supposed right. to be that's, focusing and that's on saying, you know, it, it, if i had two characters in the scene the two characters would be fine in focus everything else would mm-hmm. be a, a blurred out but that's on purpose um it's not like you're missing out on anything either so it's fine mm-hmm. um actually I, I heard that sony's actually trying to patent that that animation technique Ooh. So yeah, that, that'd be really cool. Oh, it, I'm, it, I'm down to see a lot more of this. It was the frames, actually. So uh, I think it was because what's standard 24, 24 mm-hmm. frames per second. Mm-hmm. So they actually dropped it down to 12 to give it that kind of jumpy, um, static kind of look to it. Really? They, they brought it down that far? Yes. 
So that's why like the scenes kind of jump, kind of the characters kind of jump, like their movements are more pu- um, what they call popping. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like uh, you're flipping through the pages of like mm-hmm. a flip book. Yes, exactly. That's like those old school like little flip books that you like just go through. Exactly that mm-hmm. kind that kind of thing. Um, that's what they're patenting. Um, mm. But dude, I, I understand it. The the music I came out of it, and I think the first thing I complimented saying like, "Holy crap, that soundtrack was crazy, dude." The soundtrack is really good. It's 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 songs that I wouldn't normally listen to, but because they did such a good job of matching the scene to the song and the mood, um, nothing like uh, uh, Miles Morales singing "Post Malone" to relax himself. Yeah, sunflower. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So I've been listening to that song for the past two months. Yeah, no, my my coworker yeah. Jasmine, she she loves Post Malone. And she she recommended a few songs for me, but I never got into it. And then I heard that one. I was like, "All right, your boy, your boy finally got me playing one of his songs on repeat." And she goes, <laughs> "Okay, okay." So you like that one? Try these. Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, listen to it better now. Yeah. Uh, uh listen to Rockstar. Oh, yeah. so, oh, no, I, I need Rockstar, but I I gotta know that mm-hmm. one. Um. Oh, yeah. side note. Apparently, there is a Post Malone air freshener. My coworker Jasmine okay. has one of those in her car. <laughs> why i don't know i'm like i'm kind of scared to know what it smells like um it's literally just post malone's face <laughs> smiling at you <laughs> as as it's pressing in your car uh so uh just, you know what i'm gonna wrap it up now with uh i'll give this movie a five out of five because you're right you're dead on that one it was such a freaking fun movie um yeah, i definitely this, watched this it is a really big contender to be like the best movie of the year you know what but, uh it's very hard. I mean, there's so many good movies in it throughout the year. Actually, Anton, I'm going to ask you this, and I'll probably post it on our social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Marvel soundtrack of the year, Black Panther or Into the Spider-Verse? Kendrick Lamar Black did a good Panther job. Black Panther had more songs, dude. Kendrick, amazing job. Uh, there's only like two or three songs that I liked in the Spider-Man soundtrack, so I'm going to have to give it to Kendrick. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it, maybe it is because the songs are better paired in the Spider Verse that makes it mm-hmm. seem like the album's better. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, Tom. I think that wraps up our first episode of 2019. Oh, did you see the last scene? Uh, which is the last scene? I'm blanking out right now. Where he's pointing? Did you stay for the credits? Where he's pointing? I'm blanking out now. Did you stay for the credits? Yeah. Yeah. After credits, where you uh, you got uh, Miguel from Nueva York. Oh my god! Well, Set in the year three thousand. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, where he goes back in time, he's like pointing. Um, yeah, not. <laughs> to be honest, dude, I was really struggling to stay that long after the movie mm-hmm. because I chugged two large Coke Zeros, and I have no idea why I did that. Oh, so okay. I was I was in pain, and I made it through, but obviously I blanked that out. Apparently, I blanked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, yeah. I almost sacrificed my bladder for no reason. <laughs> Hey, it was a good movie, so you're just slurping away. So that that's no problem at all. No, exactly. All right, Anton. Uh, if people want to support us buying multiple large drinks at the theater, how can we do that? They can do that by going to our website at www.the2oc.com and uh, maybe buy some buttons uh, in the future if it comes out. Uh, stickers, T-shirts, and maybe something that we were talking about on the show that they can click on our Amazon link and it'll give us a little kickback. Sweet. That's an easy way to support us. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at the 2OC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up, th- thumbs up, five stars, whatever the rating system is on the podcast app you're listening to us on. And if you are not watching us on YouTube right now, subscribe to us on YouTube because we also do the live stream so you can you know, get a sneak peek of the episode a couple days before we post it on the, the podcast stream. Mm-hmm. Podcast RSS feed. There you go. 
All right, Tom. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, wrapping up the first episode recording of 2019. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Have a good one, guys. Later. Later.